Tonight we are talking with Tori Bell from Hell and Stacy. They are co-hosts of a YouTube channel, a YouTube series called Purgatory, where they talk about all kinds of cool shit, uh, heavy metal, death metal, horror movies. It's mostly horror movies, so I know that y'all are going to have a whole lot to talk about. Um, yeah, it's going to be really cool, man. I've the Tori has followed my show, and I've followed her on Instagram for a long time. She also does uh, reviews. Uh, she does some modeling. Super cool all around. I haven't known Stacy for that long. We just added each other on Instagram like a week or two ago, I think, around the time that we set this interview up. Uh, but she seems super cool, definitely very knowledgeable when it comes to horror movies, so I'm stoked. So, yeah, so basically we just need a uh, prerequisite knowledge of death metal and horror movies. I think we're good. I think we'll yeah. be able oh, yeah. to the port. Yeah, man, that's if you if you have even like a remote clue about any of that shit, I'm pretty sure me and you can talk to you for hours. Right. The the tricky part is though getting two females to talk to us. More yeah, I know, right? I uh I feel lucky that my wife even lets me be in the same building as her. Same. Uh so having this like an actual conversation um with we'll two women who are going to put up with my bullshit for the next like hour or so. That's amazing. I know. We'll see. Well, well, there might, they might be great actresses, you know, well, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully they can, hopefully they can fake it. I sh I'm not even going to lie. I should have watched their YouTube, but I didn't, I just, I didn't want to. I was oh scared. man. Well, I mean, obviously they'll have plenty to talk about. We can ask them about it tonight, but after we get done, you know, when you get some time, definitely check it out, man. They do. I was watching one earlier today where they were talking about some of their favorite horror soundtracks. Uh, it's really cool, man. And they got like this super cool setup in their studio. They like the whole thing's professionally filmed, man. They, uh, when I asked uh, Tori if they would do, this podcast she was like well let me see if i can line it up with our producer and i was like slow your roll producer yeah, what does that this, even mean yeah this is two motherfuckers on a zoom call just like <laughs> talking shit and like hanging out uh, i don't think it's gonna be all that yeah, but uh she's people, yes, talk anyway. to people you should that's what you should have said you should have yeah you should have been like let me square it away with our uh with with our agent and uh yeah, make sure yeah. we got everything set up see that's rule number one you gotta appear cool I know. Uh, next time, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Well, next we got like the next three of these planned out, so I'll have to, I have to put on my fake professional face a little ways down the road. We will. They'll get the the guests are gonna come in that are gonna be huge, man. Gonna, oh yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna be, and the money will just roll right in. Yeah, those 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 podcast sponsorships, money. Where are you at, everybody? Right. I uh, I will work for just like basic food sponsorships um you know i don't need cash what's that protein powder like yeah man hook me up with some fucking some protein powder some bone broth uh i got this brand of cheeses that i'm super stoked about that are really hard to find right now so hit me up with some cheese you still keto oh yeah brother you just you do you live keto oh yeah yeah so how long have you been keto i'm just gonna keto <laughs> little over a year and a half it's a long um, time to be keto. yeah yeah I, I took a couple of breaks i took a break last fall so i could eat some fall snacks yeah and then i took yeah. a break around christmas and the first of the year so i could eat some of those holiday snacks but other than that man it's been the journey that's why you show shredded ladies and gentlemen that's what it is man it's uh it's 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 the keto 
pretty cool. I mean, I follow a pretty low carb diet, but I wouldn't say I'm on keto. But I have definitely dabbled in the keto diet and find it greatly beneficial. Yeah, I mean, I I started it because I was having some blood pressure and uh, uh, heart rate problems and cholesterol problems, and uh, figured I'd try and see if I could get around having to take any medication for that shit. And uh, it's worked out, you know. Uh, but like, one of the things about keto, dude, is that a lot of the people who are into it are like cult deep into it. They're like, it's everything they talk about. It's everything in their entire lives. And like that gets a little bit exhausting sometimes. Isn't that the same as like kind of vegan, kind of everything else, kind of, you know? Maybe. I don't, the, the vegans, I think that like there was like a, in like the mid 2000s or whatever, when, when the internet started entering into the era that it's in now of like connectivity yeah. through social media and shit, I think a lot of people were kind of taken aback by how militant they felt vegans were. But I think at this point, a lot of that shit has kind of mellowed a little bit and people understand like, yeah, you know, if that's a choice you want to make, that's cool. Um, I, I, you know, it sucks when somebody gets in your face about some shit like that, but they've got their convictions and that's what they're going to do. So that's okay. Sure, man. I'm in. I'm, I mean, I, I will, I've tried the vegan diet. I was on the, I was vegan for like, I mean, I didn't like go out and like call myself vegan, but I just, yeah. diet probably like four months, I would say. And yeah. How'd you, how'd you like it? It was, I loved it for the first two months. And then after that, I kind of just started feeling like I was depriving myself, yeah. you know, started feeling weak in the gym and stuff and just feeling like I need a basically was feeling like I needed a fucking steak, honestly. <laughs> Sometimes you just do, man. Sometimes you do need a steak. And that's like, I, I tried going vegan back in like 2011 and I pulled it off for a little while, but I lived in like a little tiny town where the only place to shop was like Walmart and another grocery store. Yeah. And like finding any kind of, there's it, it just finding any food to eat was just really fucking difficult um and i i gave up on it so obviously my convictions don't run that deep but you know no. i think depending on where you live and and how much money you have it has a lot to do with really selective diets like that yeah you gotta get the high quality food to really thrive on that like some whole foods type shit you know yeah oh yeah oh yeah store will cut it but hey who am i man I just like to try a bunch of different kinds of diets so I know what I'm talking about. That's right. You got to dabble a little bit so you see what works. And so you can suggest it to other people because you're a motherfucking professional. I'm just a dude who likes to eat casseroles. But you, you are about that life. Yeah. And the best thing I've found is just to eat a balanced diet. I get that a lot. You hear it a whole lot. But you're rocking keto, so I'm not going to recommend it to you. Keep doing keto. What's what's on your uh, keto death metal playlist for this week? What have you been listening to? What's getting those brain cells rattling? Dude, I uh, it's been a stressful week gearing up for the beginning of the semester and yeah. doing a bunch of my own shit and my my own studies, my own work. And I uh, like four days ago, I got the shipping notice for S and M two. I pre-ordered the Metallica symphony thing the second one that they did and ever since i got that pre-order notification i've been in like my metallica safe space listening to fucking nothing new and nothing heavier than that but like justice over and over and over again i don't see a problem 
here. I don't, I don't feel like it's a problem either necessarily. That's just like, that's, that's where I have like infantilized and retreated to when, uh, when the world has come knocking and the fucking pandemic is at the door. There's nothing. What about you? You got anything new you're listening to? Uh, I wish I did. No, I really don't. I was relying on you for that. I was, I've been fucking, I was listening to like old, old classic rock shit today. Like it's just depends yeah. on, on the mood, but I haven't found anything really new I've been into. Well, in the before the Metallica thing started, uh, I was checking out that new Primitive Man, and it is heavy as a motherfucker. So definitely check that out. I did. Um, obviously, you're gonna have to get on that new Incantation. Um, oh, yeah. It's starting to ship right now. I saw on Instagram earlier all these people are posting pictures because they've got the new Incantation that came in the mail, and all I got was this fucking shitty mailer talking about how we need to get Lindsey Graham out of office. I, I want my Incantation. Oh, I got too. I don't have the Incantation either, dude. So that's Sitting here steady waiting on it. And then that, uh, it's been out for a while, but that split between Phobophilic and Sedimentum, they just, they each contributed one track to it, but that shit is so fucking crushing, man. I cannot wait for a full link from Phobophilic. They're one of my favorite re- bands from the last like year or so that I've kind of found sort of creeping around the underground. Really, really cool stuff. Definitely. And I, I lied. You reminded me. I did listen to that primitive man. And yeah. What'd you think? That's probably why I couldn't recall because I felt like my brain was just like pulverized after. Fucking listening. dumbed you down a little bit. Yeah. It was super, it's super heavy. I it is, it. man. I loved it. I mean, it's like calling it heavy is almost a joke. Like it's like, it's almost too heavy. It's like, yeah, I mean like in certain, in especially in certain places where you can see they're sort of stretching their influence a little bit more and, and getting heavy in different ways than their previous stuff. I, you know, you love to see it as the kids say. Yeah, man. That band was one that when I first heard them, like it legitimately freaked me the fuck out. I think like I was like in a, that was, I remember I was in like a dark room, had my headphones on. I was just like, fuck it. Might've been a little stoned at the time. It was like a couple years ago and I threw it on. I was like, whoa like this is like some dark ass shit like that's how you know that's how you know shit's gonna rule when it scares you a little bit at first i've I've loved them have you ever seen them live no i have not have you intense experience yeah it's twice i can imagine very yeah i mean it's basically what you would think exactly what you would think they get a lot of noise for three men yeah that's it's always interesting to me when you see like a three-piece or fuck even a two-piece um who are just like deafening it's interesting yeah no doubt it's impressive it's like a a flex the flexorcist so i sent these uh it was just the one email you sent right for the uh zoom invite yeah yeah they should be together cool well i I did that so we're just we're just waiting on them all right let me send a message real quick just to make sure heard 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 So if you hear me clicking around, that's what I'm doing. Just making that's sure. cool. I'm trying to sit here to think of some bullshit to talk about and fill the time. Oh, Getting ready for all you people out there in podcast land listening. If you like death metal radio, you should listen to my show, Death Drive 90.5 on WUSC FM and HD1 Columbia here at the University of South Carolina. But you should follow me on Instagram at deathdrive90.5 and get in on a giveaway that I'm doing right now for some free fluids shit. Fluid. Fluids did the fluids rules, brutal band, did the theme song for my show. It's called Themed, believe it or not. 
um, giving away a couple of tapes, patch, button, uh, a really cool flexi disc that's got the theme song on it. So go to Instagram and follow the instructions and win some cool shit because I want to give it to you. Fucking do that. I'm gonna re. I'm gonna re Instagram that right now. I don't know. Yes. Uh, oh no, it's not retweeting. I'm gonna re IG it. And re re IG. Did you hook that up? Was that through uh, Desert Wastelands at all, or was that just from from Fluids? Dude, it. Um, I got them to give me their blessing to like tag them and everything, but this is all shit from my personal collection that I actually paid for. So I. Wow. I, uh, makes it ultra special. All you. It does, man. That's one of the cool things that I try and stick to uh because fucking people who play death metal don't make a lot of money and i think it's really easy to get hoodwinked into radio and shit like that everything that you hear on my show is stuff from my collection that i pay for um everything you see on instagram is from my personal collection so if you're hearing it on my show man i'm trying to support people financially too so if you didn't know that the cardio killer was a real motherfucker now you do now you're That's right motherfucker trying to be anyway do my part yeah. While you do that, everybody, you can go over to deathcomeslifting.com and check out the newly upgraded and revamped website with tons of new shit and new podcasts. I saw it, dude. It looks good. Thank you, man. We're trying. We're trying over here. We're stepping up the game. You got to be. I mean, you got the, the lifting dead army is growing by the day. It is. You got to accommodate that workforce. Got it. For every anybody that's interested check it out on patreon the links are all on the new website we do crazy shit over there on the uh lifting dead army patreon page i have a lot of fun uh, had somebody messaged me the other day talking about one of the video a a dude who signed up for it he's one of the members and uh talking about the videos with like zombie headshots and shit in it yeah oh yeah we 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 know there's no there's no play this is not uh this is not your typical like dude on a beach doing aerobics this is real shit for real motherfuckers basements and bunkers with horror props and casket slime tapes and it's a it's a good time it's a good time sunday solo podcast is a huge hit i have yeah yeah and uh yeah basically just talk about sabbath and how it relates to just like everything in life and the lessons we can learn from it and how it parallels training and everything it goes some some of them get pretty deep some of them are pretty fucking stupid you know you never know yeah. <laughs> rock and roll doctor i think is probably one of the ones that you can get a lot of mileage out of as far as oh yeah uh, uh advice for life how to live absolutely some of that some of that shit man some of those lyrics some of them are you're right some of it is super deep and then some of it you listen to it and you're like there's that is cocaine that we yeah. are listening to right now 100% the sound of narcotics. I've been doing them in uh, like sequential order, like in the oh, yeah. discography. So uh, we just did Born Again. And I mean, let me tell you, the lyrics on that, very, very, very straightforward to put it nicely. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's crash some cars and fuck and get drunk. I mean, that's pretty much like that's, that was sort of like the Sabbath anthem, or at least that was the Ian Gillen anthem at the what? time, I think. I like Born Again, though. I think it's I, Dude, I love it. I love it. Um, Chris Barnes, the, the singer, the original singer of, of Six Feet Under and uh, current singer of, I'm sorry, the original singer of Cannibal Corpse and the current singer of Six Feet Under, he, um, 
made a claim that I read in a magazine or I may, maybe saw it in a DVD, but it's been years and years and years ago saying that Born Again was the heaviest Black Sabbath album ever. And I remember hearing him say that and being like, that's a fucking bold statement, man. And then you go and check it out and you're like, man, this is ridiculous. Zero the Heroes heavy as fuck, man. Yeah. Uh, Hotline is some straight up Beastie Boys sounding shit. Like it's, it's, it really is a good album, man. It's, it's weird and it's not, you got to kind of put your expectations for Sabbath aside when you check it out. Um, but it's super enjoyable if you can get past the fact that it's not Ozzy or Dio singing to you. Definitely. And the instrumental tracks are awesome. Stone. Yes. The little interludes. Yeah. Stonehenge. Yeah. They kept it. Anyway, they're waiting. Let's get the ladies in here. It's late. Knocking on the door. Monday night's ladies' night in the crypt. Tori Bell. Let's see what let's see what's happening. Uh, it's it's me, the producer. <laughs> this is we were talking about this earlier. Me and Zach are just like floored by the professional shit that's going on here. We're talking to somebody with a fucking producer. And like early on, we were talking like I said. Like I said, when I asked yeah, Tori to do this a few yeah. days ago, how when I asked Tori buddy? to do it, she was like, oh, yeah, well, let me see if we can get our producer in. And I was like, how fucking professional do you think this is going to be? This is just some dudes shooting the shit. You guys are cool, though. Thank you. I appreciate that. We're just, yeah, we're just trying to figure this out. I was like, what the hell is Zoom? And she had to, like, show me what it was because she uses it for work. So I was like, oh, this is easy for her. And then for me, I'm like, I don't even know what the fuck to log in. <laughs> You just got to click the invitation and then everything kind of falls into place. Yeah, right. But of course, you know, technology, it's like sometimes it doesn't want to work with you. Oh, no, not at all. Yeah. I think that yeah. uh, pretty much all of us have had to learn that the hard way over the course of the pandemic. With yeah. yeah. Oh, man. That's, it's kind of a blessing, though, because it kind of teaches you to be more of like a creative with stuff. You know what I mean? Just kind of do like MacGyver type shit to improvise and create your own way of doing everything now. I mean, especially with like, the music. I mean, too many releases now. Like, I mean, I've never seen so many bands like releasing shit this year. It's it's crazy. Yeah. So, it's, gotta make up it, for it. It's like but. they uh they're taking the time and the effort that they would be spending on the road um and just pouring it into the studio, getting some shit recorded, which I think is super awesome. It is awesome, and I think it kind of makes it a little bit more funner that way too. You know, it just it saves you money in some ways, and then also you can do like your little self promotions and kind of like bring it on without having to go to venues and all that good stuff. You know, of course you got to make merch and everything too, which is a great plus, but it's different. It's definitely got its challenges too, though. I'm sure for the musicians themselves. I mean. It's kind of hard because I feel like a lot of like what they get their money from is like going to do shows and touring and now it just kind of seems limited. So I just oh, yeah. wonder how, how they do their thing. Don't they, I feel like a lot of bands too are starting to do like, a, what is it, like live streams and stuff of shows, yeah. correct? Yeah, so it's kind of cool. It's, I mean, you know, you gotta, you gotta do whatever you gotta do and, and, and especially like underground bands like death metal, uh, they're playing heavier shit like that. Like if those dudes can't tour, they can't make any money. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, that's, that is a shame, but hopefully, hopefully we're going to get our shit together as a country and maybe get out of this rut sometime in the next year. Fingers fucking crossed. I can only hope so because there's a lot of like promises of stuff like reopening and like a lot of uh, like a lot of fests and stuff opening by like the next summer, next springish, I guess you could say. And I just, I just hope it's going to be reliable. I hope a lot of these venues that are struggling right now, like music venues, I hope they can just stick around and, you know, find some ways to just stay active and stuff. I just feel so bad that a lot of places have had to close during this time. It's it's heartbreaking, especially the ones like uh, 
There's one in California that recently closed. It had like a lot of like different type of music performances there. And I, I can't remember the damn name of it, but they closed recently and it was a very prominent area to work at, like for musicians. And I was like, damn, that's a shame, you know, but I don't know. You can't control it though, man. That's what sucks is like, you wish you had the power to make a difference and help your support, but you got to just find your way to support these people. And it's, it's hard. You wish you could do more, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. And I, I think that people are trying to do more as they can, you know, with uh, donating to live streams and bands starting Patreons and people trying to participate that way. But it's tough. It's tough. It is tough. I feel for them. It's just like, goddamn, especially when it's your real profession and they don't yeah. have like a like a side job to fall back on. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm like, damn, that's got to be rough, especially when you're part of a label and you're like, fuck, what now what, you know? Well, I want to make sure that I'm not being rude here. I want to introduce my man, Zach. Zach, who runs Death Comes Lifting. Hello, guys. Thanks for Hello. Hey. Thank you all so much for having us. We really appreciate it. We are honored, man. I'm, I'm excited to talk to you guys. Thanks for Hell being yeah. here. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Thank you all. Let us know. Uh, inter introduce yourself to the to the Lifting Dead Army. Let everyone know what's up with you guys. So, um, if you want to start first. Yeah, uh, I'm Stacy Beth. I'm just a little, you know, co-host with uh, Purgatory. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I manage a liquor store, which is awesome in these COVID times, but I also on the side run my own little uh, horror review blog called toavoidfading.com. Um, kind of taking a little hiatus over the years, but trying to come back now and get things going, especially, you know, that people are home streaming stuff a lot more. I figure it's like the perfect time to be doing something like that. Um, that's a little bit, a little bit of me, not super fun. <laughs> oh, I need to check that out. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Yeah, she's, it's, you started getting more recently back into it. Yeah, right? yeah, I just started with, um, you know, Relic coming out and Host, of course, coming out and everybody, you know, with the Zoom horror that just came out. So I was like, yeah, I got to jump back into this. Well, people keep telling me that uh, um, Relic is just like a fucking soul-crushing movie. Is that... It, I mean, it really is. And honestly, I'm not going to spoil anything, but it is, you know, it does, it does deal with, and they tell you, you know, in the trailers, it deals with Alzheimer's dementia. And I think, you know, if y'all know that movie taken of Deborah Logan, it deals with the same stuff. It's a little bit like that, but a little bit more, oh, ouch, you know, darker and really has a little bit more of some allegorical stuff behind it, but it's an extremely good watch. Um, that's on my, that's on my October list. Oh, awesome. Definitely check it out for sure. And uh, I'm Tori Bell. I kind of do just a bunch of little different things. I'm pretty much like a stay-at-home mom, but I'm pretty active on social media. I do TV reviews. Um, I just do a lot of different metal reviews from the like more recent times. I kind of do like a couple older stuff, like maybe in the last like couple years, like 2018, I think is like the most, you know, like recent, I guess. Um, and then, of course, Purgatory, I'm really grateful that we started doing this together. And it's it was kind of funny because <laughs> when I had first met her, I had thought that she was this girl I went to high school with. So I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to want to work with this person. And as soon as I found <laughs> out, I'm like, oh, she's not the same person. Cool. <laughs> we can continue. <laughs> I was like, okay, we're cool. <laughs> and I mean, I just, I hate to be petty, but it's hard to find like women to actually work with that you're going to get along with because it's it's tough. And I mean, guys, y'all can get along just fine. But with girls, we're just, it's catty. But like with her, it's a great chemistry together. So I've been very fortunate to kind of start something more. I mean, it gets, it gets a little, I don't know, we just have to take our little breaks here and there. But we try to keep it steady. We try to keep it 
more engaging. You know, we're trying to work on lists right now. Like we were talking before about doing different lists for like moods and stuff like that in the future. But yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's kind of a good thing that we can like work with like a big platform and stuff yeah. as well. So it gives us more of an opportunity and it's, you know, we don't want to talk about stuff that's already been talked about like over and over again. It's just, we try to keep it more fresh, like at least from our perspective, you know, it's, yeah. it's every, you know, it's, it's not everyone's cup of tea, but the people that do support us, we really appreciate it. And we can only hope that we'll continue to grow and make something more, which I'm sure with y'all, that's the same type of routine. I mean, how did, how long did y'all like come around? Like, well, how did y'all come around? Like starting this, how did y'all meet and stuff? Uh, it was written in the stones really? that, <laughs> that, that, that we would one day meet. <laughs> Well, I, I guess I should, I should start this one. I, I started Death Comes Lifting being a personal trainer and wow. but also a horror nerd and metal freak. And I found that I was very out of place in the whole gym environment. So I created this yeah. for fitness for the misfits. And then one thing led to another, started doing music reviews, started getting in touch with that whole side of things found the cardio killer here via Instagram and we just like got along really well and he was like hey let's fucking just do a little podcast and this be that became this oh, yeah. that's, that's awesome, awesome. <laughs> it's fun though man because we get to so far like a lot of the people that we've talked to have we've we've spoken with some musicians but we're also trying to talk to people who are really about other kind of artistic pursuits as well and I think that as you know Zach and I are both big fans of horror movies and big fans of metal. And I think that there's something about fandom and the way that you recycle the things that you love and sort of comment on them in the age of the internet that is unique. And I think that it takes just as much passion and just as much work as some of the more artistic side. Obviously, you know, the, the talent when it comes to like being a fucking musician is, is, is something that's separate, but yeah. I think that, <laughs> When it comes to, you know, writing about music, talking about music, talking about movies, it's always really interesting to get to talk to some of the people who also are really passionate about some of the same shit yeah. you guys are. I mean, we do and, our uh, best. <laughs> what's that? I so said we do our best to like try to like, you know, keep people informed, but then there's stuff that you feel like you kind of miss or look over, you know what I mean? And then there's people that yeah. do those really extensive research and I'm like, well, shit, sorry. <laughs> I know, right? Like that's, it, but that is one of the things that I think is interesting about um, horror and about metal in particular is just, you've got, it's a very specific like genre or, or, or type of art but mm -hmm. it is so deep and wide that you can listen to this kind of shit and watch this kind of shit. I've been, you know, listening to death metal since fucking 1997 and I'm still, I'm still finding shit that I've never heard before um, from like back in the day. And so oh, it's no, really, yeah. that's really cool to me that there's that much, you, you're not going to exhaust it. You know what I mean? Like the well yeah. is infinite. I think that's pretty And it's bad. kind of the same with, with horror films, For you sure. know, it's just like, I mean, I, there's things I'm like discovering every single day, be it something that came out last year or something that came out 30 years ago. And there's so many, you know, older classics that I still haven't seen, you know, and just being, you know, I'm 33 years old and finally having seen Jaws a couple of years ago, you know, things like uh -huh. that. I know, but it's like, it still has an impact on me, but it's like, there's just it, it, that, like that well never runs dry, you know, it's always yeah. like just discovering something constantly. I think that's kind of amazing about, you know, metal and horror. They just go together Absolutely. Yeah. 
it's um it's nice that there's like an infinite amount especially with like the subgenres of metal too it's amazing to see how much like bracketed genres it has even from when i had started like listening back in high school and like now you know like i was making um some review the other day of how like thrash metal and black metal uh like they call it black and thrash and i was like what the hell like i didn't even know there was a term for that years ago we always kept it separated so it's just interesting like the older you get there's just something newer that comes along and you're just like damn did i miss something you know like did i not get the memo <laughs> right though like that's 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 the stuff that you get to continue to be excited about like into your 30s and into your 40s when you so, so much of the rest of the world is fucking tiring and exhausting at this point you know yeah you still have you still have movies and you still have music that you can dive into and just be like man this is this is really cool and there's still so much out there for me to find yeah so what was the impetus for, like, you know, you guys said that you got together and you started talking about, um, you know, shared interests, but like, what made you decide to get the channel going the way that you have? Because I was, I was talking to Zach about this earlier. You guys set up is super impressive, man. Like, oh, that's our the, right yeah. there. Yeah, that's all his vision. Uh, Mark is just, you know, he's, he's done a lot of stuff like vision wise, like over the years, he's done photography, he's done design, just a bunch of different stuff. And this, this is no different. I mean, this was more of his vision and he just made it beautiful. I mean, like it's without him, it would be, we wouldn't have this stuff without him. Like, quite frankly, I mean, he like set the ballpark for everything just, you know, design wise, just what the content would yeah. be about. Yeah. And of course it would be us in front of the camera. He just likes to be behind the scenes. So quite frankly, that's all credited to him. I, I mean, mean, even with the name too, yeah. he's decided on the name purgatory. He did the logo, like drew it all out and stuff. And just, I mean, it, if it weren't for him, honestly, we wouldn't, we wouldn't even. I mean, it around. probably this would be like our background or something, <laughs> like sitting, <laughs> sitting on a couch, like uh, just fucking curled up. Around. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's interesting because we, you know, we had bought like the merch and stuff, and we already. She has like a lot of like horror vinyls and everything that she brought on, and I just happen to have like some merch here, which I feel is like totally small compared to what I used to have growing up. Good lord, it's just condensed over the years, you know, from selling stuff and then rebuying, and you're just like, damn. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah right. I mean, he's he's definitely made it more of a nice production wise and then recording I mean I'm usually more low talking honestly I'm I'm sorry if I am quiet now if I sound quiet to you guys but he he always has to max up my audio <laughs> but um, I think my my favorite thing was that he said that I talk like I'm at a banquet and she talks like she's at a funeral <laughs> <laughs> I, it's, it's perfect hard, though man. you compliment um, each other it's, it's got to be that way yeah Mm -hmm. You can't you can't have us both super loud or mm -hmm. super quiet. No, uh, it would be a little too much. So we kind of bring a nice blend of everything. And then with him, he just kind of like makes sure everything is good. Just the, the end product is going to be great. Just trying to keep everything going with promotion wise and just visual. You know, he's just got an eye for it. So it's it's very grateful to have like the three of us like working together just, you know, to come up with stuff. I mean, it's it's hard. You know, there's some days where you're just like, fuck. And then there's days where it's pretty easy to work, you know, together it's yeah everyone goes to their little ruts i'm sure y'all have like you know it's hard to be consistent let's just put it that way you have to kind of take like little breaks here and there you yeah know? so i mean how long how long have y'all been around for like since 2018 2017 i was trying to read a little bit more background and stuff like do you guys ever take breaks here and there when you do productions yeah just when it's necessary you know just kind of natural a natural progression yeah. whenever you know we try to do as much as we can for as long as we can and if it ever feels like you know or we're getting tired or 
you know, we need to take a little break, then uh, oh, yeah. we have plenty of other shit to do to keep. Oh, for sure. Yeah. We both kind of got our own pursuits as well. Like I, you know, I'm not, I'm not part of death comes lifting me and Zach are just tight and it's, it's his company, but I've got, I've got my record, my radio show. He's got his, uh, he does a number of other podcasts that are also really interesting. Um, the Sabbath solo cast and, uh, uh, other stuff that he brings like actual fucking fitness people on to talk That's about awesome. stuff. So, yeah, we all, like we, we dabble in our stuff. Like we dabble in enough things. I think that when we do get the time to get together and talk, we never really run out of anything to say. So I think it's probably a good idea to like, you know, keep your pursuits kind of spread out a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah absolutely. And I think that that's probably like an ideal setup for you guys, especially because if you've got Marcos doing his thing, you know, really knowing that there's somebody else behind the scenes who's passionate about it, who knows what they're doing, just kind of gives oh, yeah. you guys the space to be passionate about the things that you like, like the movies and the music and stuff like that. Yeah. Continue yeah, on the pavement and find new shit to listen to and new shit to watch. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. He's definitely introduced a lot of stuff like for both of us and it's especially with like the older scene. I mean, he has, there's like one uh, list that we're going to be talking about with like Texas death metal in particular. And I mean, he, he knows a lot of shit. <laughs> I was like, man, nice. I, I know stuff, but then he like makes me feel like a little amateur. I'm like, damn, I never heard of these people. <laughs> and he'll have like a whole extensive list. And I'm like, I don't know anyone but devourment <laughs> and like maybe a couple other bands. I'm like, Oh shit. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes devourment is all you need though. <laughs> man right i can't believe their um their latest album is already a year old today it's just it's kind of amazing to see that like bands that have been around since like mid 90s like them i mean jesus they're still putting out stuff and it's you know it sucks too because then i think about other groups like dripping that have only put out like one good album and then i'm like that's it some bands just leave their quick mark and then they don't fucking keep consistent it's depressing because i'm like oh you want to hear more <laughs> Yeah, it's it's just a hard game to stay in, I think, you know, like you, yeah. it's not like the, the dudes who are doing this are making much money or uh, able to stay on the road consistently sometimes. And as you get older, as y'all know, as we all know, like you got to fucking, the, the work that you put into actually keeping a roof over your head sometimes starts to overtake um, the, the passion, right? Yep. Yeah, I know that all too well. Yeah. I mean, and that's a huge reason why I took a, a little bit of a hiatus from my website, which was really heartbreaking, but it was like, oh shit, life got in the way, you know? And the next, you know, I look and it's like, oh, last post, you know, 2018. It's like, oh God, you know, like what a mess. And then to kind of try to get that groove back and get the motivation to do it again can be extremely hard because you've got this routine set for yourself that when you're trying to get like, you know, some creativity, which, you know, I feel like I don't exhaust, but that I, I put into purgatory that when I'm trying to do my own endeavors, it's like, eh, maybe later, maybe next time, at least with this, with purgatory, I have a deadline. It's something that I have to do, you know, versus my side. And, you know, maybe that's when I need to have those personal goals of giving myself my own deadlines, you know, to really do it or something. But, you know, life is just, and especially right now, it's forget it, right. you know. It's too easy to fall off and then like to get back on to motivate yourself is the fucking hardest part because then it's like you reach a certain point and then you just and then it's like how do you get back to that point it's like a slow climb again. yeah you're like fuck 
And then you see all these people that, not to say you're in competition, but you see people that surpass you and you're just like, fuck, man, like now, now I got to fucking deal with this person. And that. You know, you're just like, I don't think I'll ever fucking get anywhere near them. You know, you just kind of, not to say you doubt yourself, but you just kind of get a little discouraged after a while. It's, it's hard. It's hard to keep that motivation and that confidence to drive you to get to that point. Yeah. When you when you find a, a, a group of people, I think, who appreciate what you do and sort of feed that energy back into what you love, you know, that sort of keeps the cycle going. Yes, mm-hmm. for sure. I say you just got to do you, you know, yeah. no matter what. As soon as it feels like you're doing it for other reasons, you should probably like take a look at what you're doing, you know. That's yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. You're never going to win them all. You're never going to be on top of any, every movie that comes out and every music that comes out to review. There's always going to be new subgenres coming out. There's a new EP every time you fucking blink. <laughs> yeah, yeah. About that. The age right of the that. EP. You just got to do, do you and do what you think will resonate with your fan base and your fan base likes you because they like you. So if you yeah. like it, it will be, it will be good. I never... I didn't do one fucking second. I still don't of like market research or like anything like that. I just do what I want to do. And uh, people gravitate towards it for that reason, I think. Yeah. yeah. That's my two cents there. Well, yeah. hell yeah. I know that's, sure. I mean, that's awesome. Hell yeah. Man. It's um, it's hard though sometimes. Cause like you think that you have like a good direction going and then sometimes the response you think you're going to get from something is not as like, not where you want it to be. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like a trial error type thing, which is okay. Cause there's some stuff that does great. And then there's some stuff that you're just like, Oh, flop. <laughs> so it's, um, it's, it's nice to be able to do that. And like, even with our purgatory videos, there's some, there's some videos that are like, eh, and then there's some videos that just excel and you're just like, what the fuck? Like it's unexpected. You know? Yeah. So much of it, I think, is just timing and yes. that that thing that you can't possibly predict, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's just Where, sometimes it's just it just doesn't work. Sometimes it just yeah. isn't happening. Sometimes it's just not the time for that video, mm-hmm. you know, or yeah. something. Yeah. Well, talk to us a little bit about horror, man, um, because obviously y'all are both big fans and both very knowledgeable. What? Uh, since we're sitting here talking about the grind of staying passionate and staying active in the things that you love, when you see like a new trailer or when you see like uh, a snippet of something on YouTube or whatever, what, what's the stuff that like really grabs you these days when it comes to new horror movies? What's the shit that makes you say, I got to see this? Man, you, you know what's funny about that is I, when somebody, you know, the internet hype train jumps on a trailer or something, I'm like, Click, oh, and maybe I'll, let me give me a second because I get too like amped up. I'm just like, oh, oh God, this is going to be freaking good. Don't click it, you know? And then I wait like a week when it's died down. And then I'm just like, I don't know. I feel like with trailers though, so I, I have a personal rule about trailers with horror movies is that if it's over a minute 15, over a minute 30, I typically won't watch it. Really? I'll watch the movie if, you yeah. know, the plot seems engaging enough or maybe teasers. But yeah, because I feel like, and I know it's not the director's fault or anybody, it's usually the studios that do this, but, you know, a lot of them tend to give away a little bit too much, you know, and um, I guess that's what I want out of a trailer to, to get me into wanting to see a horror film is I want you to give me just enough like of those little crumbs that are going to keep me going. I, okay. I kind of have a vague sense of what the plot is, but really I have no idea what's going on, but it looks pretty fucking scary and it looks good and I'm down. You know, I don't, I don't want you to give me all the scares. I don't want you to give me, this is point A to point B here. This is the plot. Exactly. 
here you go, come watch this movie. I need just some vagueness, but just, you know, like I said, enough to get me going in there. Good call. Yeah. Yeah, with me for newer stuff, she kind of keeps more informed. I'm more of like the old stuff, you know, and like I don't really hear or watch a whole lot unless it's like past like a certain decade, like the 90s and that, because it, <laughs> it's really interesting when we started doing the decades and like soundtracks, like how each era kind of has like its own little thing. And then like with the movie trailers today, I mean, back then too, they kind of played the whole fucking movie in the yeah. trailer. <laughs> I mean, you know, you had that narrator that would come on and just explain to you everything, which was cool as shit back then. But I feel like now it's a little it's bit like different. Little and shit. You're like, oh, I'm going to watch the fucking movie. I have to wait two hours to fucking see this. Pretty much. There's a, there was one trailer she showed me, which I thought was interesting, was the remake for Candyman. Oh, man. Yeah, Nia DaCosta's Candyman. That shit looks fucking baller. I cannot wait to see that shit. Yeah, it looks so, I mean, a remake, remat, whatever the hell it's supposed to be, reimagining, reboot, you know. Sequel. Okay, there you go. You know, I mean. Okay, I mean, we because when we, I think of Candyman sequels, I'm like, you know, Farewell yeah, to the Flesh. It, dis- oh, it disregards it disregards Farewell to the Flesh and Day of the Dead. It's just like yeah. a, a direct follow up to the original movie. I'm yeah. really still Candyman is one of those movies that scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. It just like it, it not necessarily like the overt horror, I think, but just like sometimes thinking about aspects of it, and then like the actual. Yeah. The actual like emotional pain of like the mm-hmm. love story behind it and yeah. you know the slavery implication or the slavery ties and things like that yeah. you watch it and you're just like without the horror elements this movie would be really fucking sad i mean and- yeah and it's, it's 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 you know and even now the social commentary in that movie is just still completely relevant today you know what i mean so Absolutely. i was yeah i just immediately didn't even have any any apprehension about this movie coming out i was like oh i mean i'm already sold you know you don't yeah. have to show me anything i'm gonna go see it you know i need to see this but i yeah. need to see if tony todd's gonna show up which it says he is but in what yeah. capacity is what I, I need to know yeah i gotta i gotta see it and find out just to know because you're right like i just knowing that it's out there and and you know having seen enough of the production team behind it the actors who are in it and sort of the reverence that they have for the legacy of that first mm-hmm. movie i i trust them i think they're gonna do i uh, know i absolutely i think everybody in in you know horror community is pretty amped up about this so that's really cool to see you know instead of everybody kind of crapping on it everyone's pretty pumped about it so i'm excited i don't know who knows when it's coming out me it's said october now at this point but i mean you know covid's just kind of fucked everything up oh, so God, yeah so okay, so if Stacy stays on the ball with the new stuff, Tori, what are some of your older favorite movies, and what are the reasons that you gravitate towards the older shit? What what is it about them that draws you in and keeps you there? I guess just the way like um I was brought about like being raised on that. Like my dad, um, he had shown me like a whole marathon of like a uh, Night of the Living Dead. Like I have like I'm like a good fan of like George A. Romero, and it sucks that you know like there's like certain movies that you you love to watch all over and over again, but they you know it's not towards sticking to the new time so night of the living dead and like the whole trilogy is good and then of course return of the living dead as well which i can't remember who the director of that one was but i like that movie i know it's really cheesy and it gets <laughs> talked about quite often so that's why we won't mention that on there i i we've yeah. already mentioned like we're not talking about return of the living dead but i like to watch it you know it's a it's a corny fucking movie um 
there's other weird fucking movies i'm trying to think of course i have brain farts but i really have like a you know i love the shining that was probably like one of my first movies that really fucked me up as a little kid you know i was like holy shit like those two girls the twins or whatever and yeah the actress like just knowing behind the scenes of that movie too like with stanley kubrick and the way he would you know direct his movies he just yeah. was a genius i mean like it was it's fucked up that the way they treated her but i was like wow like that's what makes it even more like appreciative towards that movie i mean it's just anything with like having to do with like a Stephen King interpretation is just, I think it's going to be more or less pretty decent. Like there's some flops on those, but you know, there's, you know, he, there's like a lot of good um, movie lines featuring some of his um, stories in that as well. And I think it too, not the remake, which I did see the remake, which I, I thought liked. was pretty good. I liked it. Um, I like, I like the older one with Tim Curry, like that motherfucker just played a, <laughs> he was perfect Creepy. for that role. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm trying to think of like other movies off the fly that I'm I remember like watching a lot often, and of course I can't think of it right Carpenter, now. Carpenter, right? Yeah, like John yeah. Carpenter and stuff like that. Like, um, I you, mind if you're into the old, if you're into the old weird shit, I, I assume you're into Phantasm. Yes, yes, I have that DVD. Yeah. I, that We've, was a weird plot ending, but I did like the music for it. It was very weird, like dark imagery and stuff. Like growing up on that. We had Freddie from Casket Slime on here a few weeks back, and I think, what did we, did we talk about Phantasm for like fucking half an hour? Oh my it was God. a pretty, was it was a pretty in-depth conversation. Very, yeah, like that's, anytime somebody talks about like old weird shit like that, the first thing I think of is Phantasm, because like if you watch that movie, you're like, how the fuck did this ever get made? Yeah. Like, I'm and glad that I saw it. But that's funny because that's actually one that I've never seen full through. Really? Oh. I don't blame you. It's just one of those. I start to watch it and I'm like, eh, you know, like, I don't know. And not that it's bad. It's just oh, sometimes, like I said, it's some of those movies that like certain things stick with me and certain things don't, you know? Oh man. Yeah. That's uh that's definitely like a preferred, like an acquired taste type of movie. It's a, it's oh, hard. Sure. I mean, the tall man was already fucking scary. Oh, but he, shit. yeah, no, he was scary. Angus Scrim. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. fuck that. Yeah. But yeah, I think I was thrown off by like the singing guy, the guitar. Yeah. yeah. That guy. And uh, that weird, <laughs> uh, that weird cemetery part. And then there was the part where like, they're like in that weird little world with those little creatures running around, like roped creatures. I can't remember what the fuck, but I was like, nah, man, it's, I need to, I feel like I need to be dropping acid or some shrooms watching this shit you know it's just one of those weird fucking kooky ass movies um yeah that's i think one of the ones that we've done on the list that i've actually wanted to watch was that movie house that weird 70s oh the Japan 70s movie. japanese one yeah yeah <laughs> i told her i was like that is because you know we had just done the score for it and i was like no you need to see the movie to appreciate the score for this because it's so bananas that you're gonna say well the movie has to make some kind of sense right no it doesn't <laughs> <laughs> neither makes sense just but it's perfect yeah. there was that other movie you're trying to get me to watch it was like in the 60s movie the black black sunday or something like that too. oh yeah uh any of the the baba ones you yeah. know yeah I've, um i yeah. to check that out for sure like that's like another one on my watch list but with this stuff i mean good lord she like has like a lot of recommendations and i'm just like grateful for her too because i'm like god like it's i'm like more into like the weird corny stuff and like whatever my dad had showed me growing up i mean I think the very first like type of horror movie I watched was when I was seven and that was Scream. <laughs> so Aww. it's like, you know what I mean? I was like, Jesus, like I didn't really come in an era where it was like a cool 80s stuff. It was just like, eh, we'll take what we can get, you know? <laughs> yeah, but we, you know, I came up in the 90s and I remember seeing Scream in theaters and just yeah. being like, this is, 
this is not as brutal as some of the shit that I've seen on mm-hmm. like like greasy ass VHS tapes that I've rented, but it's it's ours. You know what yeah. I mean? It it was so it was so meta and self aware. Like I, I I kind of gravitated towards the fact that it was a horror movie that knew it was a horror movie that was making fun of itself. Yes, I thought that was with all the rules and everything. And I mean, yeah. you see so many movies try to replicate that sense and it's like you you know they did it and you kind of can't do it it's no. like scream did it and they accomplished it and craven fucking nailed it and i'm yeah. sorry but no one's gonna ever be able to hit that level that they did mm-hmm. yeah no i am gonna see the fifth one are y'all stoked about that i, I i'm i really that's what i've been i was talking to a friend about the other uh, earlier was that i was like man i'm really interested to see you know what they're gonna do without him behind the helm like i just don't you know I mean, I have high hopes, but, you know, with the cast coming back and stuff, but I mean, at this point, I mean, they have to die. She has to die. Someone has to freaking die. Dewey has to die. However many damn times he's been stabbed in the same (laughs) spot or shot. Somebody just kill these people, please. Just a fucking big old bomb drop or something. Yeah, right. Um, I don't did I don't even know. Have they even talked about a director for it yet? The directors of Ready or Not. Did you see that? Who? No, the, okay, uh, Ready or Not is a great fucking movie. It yes, 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 yes. Sorry, I heard that wrong. Yes, Ready or Not. Oh God. So it's, it's I didn't see that. Duo. So are, good. Directing it and like. I was blown away by Ready or Not, probably because I didn't want to see it and I thought it looked fucking stupid and my girlfriend wanted to go. So I'm like, all right, I'll go see this movie about this chick trying to survive. Like, okay. But it was like really, really good and really smart and witty yep. and funny. And, and I it's think that's exactly what Scream 5 needs. Yeah. Wow. It's just so badass. Yeah, like, just such badass. a cool movie. And Scream 4, I mean, had Wes Craven doing it. It wasn't that fucking great, if you ask me. Scream 4 got like a lot of love and I was just like huh. I think like, I think it was because they were coming after Scream 3 which is one of the most abysmal fucking movies I've ever seen in my life like all you had to do was follow up Scream 3 with like a half-ass competent movie and yeah. people would be like this is fucking brilliant because Scream 3 was yeah. so bad I mean I tried to explain the reveal from Scream 3 to someone the other day and was like, wait, 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 no, 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 but hold on. But this person and this person, and there's the brother, but then it's talked to these people, but it's this, and it was like, what? Just get like a family tree and be yeah. like, all right, we're going to start up here and then we're going to come down here. And that way you'll understand, you know, like it's, they, they were just like pulling too far back to like try and establish this overarching like mythology or whatever of, uh, and that, yeah, that and I'm like, a, Man, that's just a lot of trouble to go to because your mom slept with somebody. Exactly, right? Like, like get the fuck over it. People, <laughs> like, adults have shit that they do. Like, just let it happen. I don't know. Like, I, I, one of the things that's kind of a pet peeve for me, and I think that especially, like, since J.J. Abrams has become really popular, this has become, like, a really normal thing to do, is if you're trying to make a sequel or anything like that, instead of moving the plot forward, they go back. And they say, all this shit back here happened. Let's take all this shit back here. Yeah. And we're just going to tie it to some shit that's going on up here that's only kind of happening after the fact so we can bring all this shit in. Yeah. It's like they want to connect the dots so badly that they forget to take us anywhere. You yeah. know? And I mean, perfect example, Saw. You know, the Saw franchise. Yes. That is a 
absolutely a perfect example. I mean, Jigsaw did just the most extra bullshit that they could have done with that. And it's literally like, oh, this guy's been working since number one. I'm like, why? how, how come we've never seen him then? We've seen 25 yeah. movies since then. And exactly. I've never seen this man before in my life. <laughs> <laughs> At least they had awesome kills, though. They yeah, yeah. I mean, no, that is one of, it's not even a guilty pleasure. I absolutely just adore that franchise. Like, I have them all on my little Blu-rays, and I love them. And I, I do an annual rewatch of them all the time. Like, it's just, I have to. I love them. <laughs> you the story that bad, you have, to come, you have to combat it with awesome effects or something. So I, they, they achieve that, and I'm happy with it. Yeah. The worst example, in my opinion, is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, because the first one is probably my favorite horror movie of all time. Mm -hmm. Probably. Yep. And, like nothing that they have done could ever match it or even continue it in a respectful manner. And that like mm -hmm. Texas Chainsaw 3D, I have never been more offended by a film. Ever. <laughs> I, I, I was. I don't walk out of movies. I almost walked out of that one. Wow. <laughs> God damn. Anyway, I had to get that off my chest. Well, what about um? What was what was the other one? Te was it Texas Chainsaw? You know the 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 last one they had where she was yeah, like, "Do well, your thing, cause like." <laughs> it's like this, like, yeah, yeah. What it was? It's just don't even get me started. You don't want to get me started on how bad. <laughs> yeah. how, how offended this movie. Made. I'll talk about the inconsistencies with the age and the timeline. I yeah, I can't do it. Yeah, it, it seemed like they were they were going there was like a reboot in 2003 which i'm not gonna lie i liked um and then after that they made like a sequel to the original that disregarded the second one and the third one and then they yes. made a sequel to that and then they made a prequel to the original and it's yeah. just like what the fuck is going on here can we not get some continuity like oh yeah leatherface yeah yeah I for yeah and i watched that and i'm like yeah i forgot about that one yeah like, it's pretty forgettable man i sat down and watched it too and i was just like man i i just i feel like this is one of those it's like the last three hellraiser movies where they're just making shit so they can keep the property rights yeah that's what it felt like <laughs> to me what a mess though like yeah. what a whole ass mess with that well what um so one of the things that i noticed in one of the purgatory videos and forgive me i can't remember who said it but which one of y'all is scared of werewolves <laughs> me tell tell us about like why are you why are you scared of werewolves in particular and like what's the movie that fucked you up that puts you in that headspace um freaking silver bullet yeah okay silver bullet honestly um and you know american werewolf in london of course but just mostly for the transformation scene with that because otherwise it's a little you know campy and Andy. goofy yeah. but um yeah no silver bullet just got me and i don't i i mean i can't explain why i have this irrational fear like i, I legitimately like i you know at my mom's house when i was a kid you know had this little bay window in, in the den where i'd be you know watching my tv and stuff and just all of a sudden i'd be like what if like in Silver Bullet, a giant <laughs> werewolf just came through that window and got me. Like, just in that, that would just ruin my night. Yeah, no yeah. rhyme or reason why I thought that they were real. It's just, I, I was like, that would seem like a pretty terrible way to die. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so yeah, word. but definitely Silver Bullet, definitely that, you know, just, um, like for me, like I said, it's those transformation scenes where I'm just like, stop putting the camera on it you know i want to go i would be running away like what's happening it's just awful it's so scary I stick around and see. Ooh. <laughs> so scared of it 
one of the one of the reasons that I bring it up is because if we're if we're gonna get into uh, pet franchises here, my favorite series of all time is a Canadian werewolf series called Ginger Snaps. Are y'all familiar oh. with that? Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, I've only seen Ginger Snaps the first one. I've not seen the others, but I saw that they go into some weird territory. Ginger Snaps uh, Ginger Snaps 3 is not that great. I only love it because I love the first two so much. It's like a back in time thing. It's kind of dumb, but the second movie is like fucking the howling meets like girl interrupted meets like one flew over the cuckoo's nest. It is absolutely <laughs> brilliant. And wow. it's it's like incredible, strong, smart female leads. It's tasteful horror without fucking too many jump scares or any bullshit like that. And I feel like it's such a slept on franchise, man. And so yeah, when, no, I, when, for I, real. when I hear somebody is like terrified of werewolves, I want to be like, you should watch these movies and see if maybe it can't like change things for you. Turn things <laughs> yeah. around a little bit. But yeah. Well, it's funny, I, like, I, you know, I think of werewolves and I don't think of Ginger Snaps as being like a, like something that I'm like, oh, I'm too scared to watch. And I'm like, fuck, no, I love that movie. Like, yeah, that, yeah. that's a, it's such a great like coming of age tale. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I love that movie. I just never took the time to see the other ones because like you said, the third one i guess i saw some pictures of that and was like hmm that looks yeah. strange <laughs> um but just never really heard anybody talk much about the sequels so yeah. didn't really decide to take the time i mean i will now obviously but second yeah. one i think is the second one i think is even better than the first one the third one really? is like you know how like you love a band and they put out like a shitty subpar album and you're like i'm gonna give them one because they gave me so much in the past yeah. I'll stick with them. Like, <laughs> that's that's what Ginger Snaps Back is. Wow. It's called Ginger Snaps Back? And creativity. Cool. You know? Bad. Yeah. I like, I think it's, I think it's fun. I think you got to get, if you're going to make a bad sequel, points for style and creativity. And they Hell yeah. Agreed. So it's like, again, a shitty album. Same thing. <laughs> yeah. Or you got to find something to like. Yeah. yeah. What are some new ones? I'm personally bad with new horror movies. I tend to gravitate more towards the old school. Mm -hmm. And if like in my limited free time that I have, if I'm going to waste it watching a movie, it's probably going to be one that's an old one that I've never seen before that like I wanted to see versus like a new one. Yeah. What is it? What, what are some good new horror movies? And like, what is it about them that you think I hate because I can't get into them? I don't know. I mean, so there's a few and I'm, I've, I've been that way lately where I'm gravitating more towards stuff that I've already wanted to see, but haven't had the chance to. I get a little scared because I've been burned by movies that I've, you know, never had no reason to want to watch them, but everybody's talking about them and just like, cool, like, um, you know, Relic was amazing. So that was something new that I was just like, wow, okay, this doesn't happen all the time, especially with newer films. But then um, I just saw, like I said, Host, that's one that completely took me by surprise. Like, I think it took the whole horror community by surprise being a, a Zoom horror movie. You know what I mean? You're like, okay, we've already seen Unfriended with Skype. You know, this can't really be any better. But um, I think I'm just looking. I, I totally dismissed it, honestly. No, it's 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 actually extremely good. It's completely effective, has some really amazing scares, and is just super simple. Doesn't take too much, but you do get the 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 characters. You get a feel for them in such a short. I mean, it's like fifty six minutes. So oh, oh, yeah, really? so, yeah. So that's good. You're good. You know, 
gym. Yeah, huge difference that is 56 minutes. Yeah, for, I mean, and it's probably because like Zoom's going to kick you out after so long, you know, so you're like, shit. <laughs> it does, yeah. They shut down after 60 minutes, I think. All of our fucking, yes. all the meetings that I have to have over Zoom, we end up having to like reconnect at some point. Yeah, because nobody wants to like pay for it or anything like that. <laughs> We're ballers around here, so DCL pays monthly for Zoom. We can do this. Nice. So just sprinkle that on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I think it especially with COVID, you know, it's it's all of these new movies are getting shelved. So we're seeing, you know, what I saw trailers for in the beginning of the year, I'm forgetting about and being like, oh, they're shelved till who knows when. Like there is, I think this one did come out, but uh, that movie, there was Swallow. Um, I was waiting for uh, St. Maud to come out, which looked extremely kind of like an A24 type film, you know, like just one of those yeah, real... Okay eerie dark unsettling films but i from the people that had screened it said it was absolutely incredible so i'm like great now i cannot watch these yet you know so i'm just sitting there waiting and instead we're getting like fucking you know fantasy island from bloom house which i still watched i watched it sorry even though i, I knew it was trash you know, I think um, the idea of it, I think, is interesting, but I, I'm not going to stick around for the execution of it. But yeah. like I f talking about shit that's getting postponed that I really wanted to see. And that I also think fits your description of uh, what you think an ideal trailer is. Like what you mentioned earlier is Antlers. Have you all seen the, the trailer for that? Definitely yes. want to that. that shit looks fucking baller, man. And it I, does. For sure. I don't know when we're going to see it at this point. And it sucks that I'm like, just release everything on VOD. Give us VOD. Because I, to be honest, even if, it. yeah, even if they open the theaters, which they already are, you know, a lot of people still aren't going to go and they're not going to make as much money and, you know, just give everybody the chance to see this shit, you know? And, and I did hear though, that um, it's because a lot of these movies with the studios um, have contracts that they're obligated to have these films out in theaters for a certain amount of time before they put them, you know, out in streaming that shit now yeah yeah so it's like that's why we're not seeing half the crap we want to see which sucks uh, so i'm stuck you know rewatching real housewives and you know all this other it's stuff true. the worst horror it's exactly exactly <laughs> well, let's let's pivot a little bit from the uh from the movies over to the music so tori i have uh, you and i have kind of followed each other on like the show and and your couple of different accounts have followed each other for a while. I know that yeah. you're kind of spread across a number of different genres of metal um, with the reviews that you do regarding death metal and other shit like that. Like what, what do you look for? Just basically um, the same conversation we just had about movies. Let's talk about music. Like what's the shit that you hear it and you're like, all right, I'm with this. It also, would, it starts with like pretty much like the album cover and it's bullshit if people say, oh, it's more about the music. It's like, no, the image also goes with the music. Cause I mean, with okay. the cover art and you know, it just, the albums itself, like you're not going to gravitate towards something that it's, I don't know. You have to make sure it sounds promising by also like the artwork in that already. And then of course with the music, I like a lot of groove. I like a lot of uh, more prominent bass. I hate when the bass gets really faded out on stuff. I get, it's kind of a pet peeve of mine. Like everything else sounds great. And then the bass just is like, it's not there, but there's a bassist. It's like, you don't fucking hear it, but it's there, you know? And um I it depends too because I like a lot of um I like a lot of the drum work and the technique I like blast beats but not when it's overly done where they call it like gravity rolls or some shit like that you know there's it gets a little annoying there's some bands that kind of do a little too much with shit like I like a, just a little blend of everything and I also like when um there's different subgenres mixed like death doom even with like some funeral doom or just you know I don't really care for 
there's some stuff I don't really care. Like with black metal, I'm a little peculiar on because of the vocals itself. Like there's some vocalists that can do it perfectly with those shrieks and that. And then there's some, you're just like, what the fuck? Like you just like got to turn it <laughs> off. And, and it sucks because there's been artists and groups that Jesus Christ, I can't tell you how many people have like tried to send me links to like look up with a review and I'm like, okay, I'll look it up. And then I hear it and I'm like, mm, gonna pass. And I can't have the balls to tell them like, I didn't like it. I just don't answer. <laughs> I feel so bad because you don't want to come off as being a total like bitch to people because it's like I'm not a musician you know what I mean but I just I like what I like and um you know I've always been more gravitated towards like the old school death metal sound where it's like a more like reverb type like cavernous feel to it and of course solos like when they're appropriately in you know there's some people that kind of do overboard and I'm like calm down bro like there's other people here you know like there's people it's i mean some people get a little too carried away with it and then there's some that just people know what they're doing some groups just really know what they're doing and um i've written you know i've written some reviews where i didn't like it like recently i did one about like obscene i've done one about nile their recent album i didn't really care for it i don't know why it just it wasn't my cup of tea i know and it sucks because i don't like to bash on people's music and i know there's some people that you know it's it's hard because there's some people that really praise an album and i'm like mm, i didn't like it as much as some people you know and i don't want to come off as like a little crass little shit for it either because <laughs> like i said i don't play i'm not a musician so i kind of feel like i have to watch how i say stuff because it's like you don't want people to take it out of context and i've had people with reviews alone i think one of the earlier ones i did was like mortiferum and i had um said that they sound kind of within the realm of like ossuary and stuff like that and like one of the members <laughs> their girlfriend had messaged me saying that they weren't happy with that and i was like i wasn't trying to start anything you know what i mean it's just like this is my opinion i don't speak for the whole community you know it's just this one person's perspective people act like i have some higher up of like you know what i mean it's like don't worry about what i say keep doing you it's just not everyone's gonna agree with what you're doing and that's that's just the unfortunate part about it even with just being up and active like there's so many people that just mm, it's hard it's hard to please everybody you know with the reviews i try to be fair and then when it comes to people sending their stuff oh man i hate having to pass on certain things but i'm just like nah i gotta scrap it gotta scrap it and then there'll be like reviews where you think like the imagery you're like wow this is great like um this one recent one i did was obscene they have mark riddick art on their cover and i was like wow this is fucking dope but with the music something just didn't click with me and i feel bad for saying that because they seem like great group of people respectable musicians it's just something just didn't fit with me you know that was probably like the more recent example i could think of that i had mixed feelings on but i still wrote about it and i try to stray away from writing a bad review mm -hmm. just just because you don't want to seem like a little shit you know what i mean you don't want to be like oh well, yeah you just people put a lot of work into some of the stuff they, exactly. they do that they're proud of so you don't want to outright say this is trash this is garbage i hate this don't listen to this don't watch this exactly. you can always find at least one little thing and say this isn't for me this might not be for you mm -hmm. you know <laughs> i think that you know a lot of it, it, it sucks whenever somebody feels like their work or their art or whatever has been disrespected, especially exactly. because we, you know, people who write music aren't just writing music for other musicians, you know, mm -hmm. and anytime you create something, no matter what it is, if it's music, if it's writing, if it's visual art, anything like that, as soon as you create it and you do something with it, as soon as you create it and you put it across some medium, only a part of it is yours at that point, mm -hmm. you know? 
everything that, that people, the, the music that we listen to, like these things become the property of the listeners as much as the people who created it, I think. And there, people are going to disagree with me on that, and that's fine. Like, I'm not trying to be confrontational about it. But to say, I'm going to create something and put it out in the world, and then to be surprised or angry or get somebody's girlfriend to message a reviewer yeah. when you hear something that you don't like, like that to me, it sounds a little bit naive, you know? Mm -hmm. And I say that not, not as somebody who's trying to talk down uh, to people who create shit and sort of put themselves on the line out there creatively, but just to be more realistic and be like, if you're making death metal, right? Yeah. That, that tells me on some level, you're trying to do something confrontational. So like by the virtue of the music that you're making, it's going to be polarizing. And what that means is that there's going to be a certain group of people who fucking hate that shit. So why not just embrace that and see that as being sort of part of the ride? And yeah. like I've, I've written reviews off and on for a long time. And sometimes I write for the Death Comes Lifting website, but I, I don't do that nearly as much as I used to. But that's one of the things that sort of stood out to me about writing about music is that it's it's so intensely personal to the people who create it yes. but also to the people who listen to it and so whenever we get intensely personal reactions to this people sometimes become surprised and i want to say like isn't this what you wanted you know yeah. yeah and it's hard because you just have to deal with those certain people and i'm like damn like really it's it is very surprising because you're just like geez like why does my opinion all of a sudden matter you know it's like you have all these people that support you so don't let me discourage you if i don't like something it's just you know i, I wouldn't expect people to like all the stuff that i do and that's okay like some people prefer just <laughs> some people prefer like my music or like artist quote posts and like actual imagery i post on my personal account versus seeing selfies yeah <laughs> it's like it's amazing i'm like damn but then you get people like are you real so that's why i post on occasion on there because it's like i'm not as i'm not as active as much now I are try. you are you real what is that <laughs> yeah yes people are like are you real like i'll post like only music and stuff for a while and i won't post myself like i would take breaks from just posting selfies on stories and then people don't think like i'm actually like myself and i'm like what the fuck like really like oh show yourself it's like what do you want like you have to like be naked to sh like say that i'm real or something like people are fucking the internet is just really fucking bizarre and it's funny because um i didn't even want an instagram in the first place like marcus actually persuaded me he's like you need to have an instagram and it took me some time to like build one like I was like very like why do I need this I have Facebook you know which is like mostly like my family and friends yeah. <laughs> like innocent shit you know and he's like no you gotta have an Instagram so I finally caved and I did it and then I was like well I don't want to just post about me I like posting about different artists that don't get talked about and like different you know musicians over the years that I've adored and like you know branch them out to like have quotes with them just like inspirational mm -hmm. shit you know because a lot of the music that comes out is inspired by the old stuff people think that they're doing something new and different not a lot of people are and it's like oh you get compared to like bolt thrower and tombed autopsy like I'm always having to write like oh this sounds like bolt thrower this sounds like this and it's just you know not to say that it becomes redundant, but it's like, you can't sit here and tell me that you're doing something totally different. And, you know, it's like a lot of it. That's why I like a lot of bands that kind of like intertwine, like a lot of styles. Like one recent one I could think of is like Chain to the Dead. I think the album that they had come out with is fucking phenomenal. You know, they, that LP was great. And it has like a lot of different styles and they just blended it so well together there. That's like a great example that I could think of like a recent album that has, you know, something different contrasting instead of just sounding I don't want to say generic, but just something that
that you're used to hearing already, you know? So I like to hear something that's a little bit different once in a while. It, it sticks out more than something that like, uh, you know, just keeping within the same line of stuff. You're like, ah, eh, okay. You know, you just want to hear something a little bit more oomph to it, I guess, you know? We're, we're very big chain to the dead fans. We had, yeah. had Rocco on the show not too long ago. And, oh, wow. and it, it makes shit even better. Like when you meet the people who create the shit that yes. you love and they're cool as fuck. Yeah. Like, and he is, man. If you ever get a chance to talk to that dude, he's a, the singer for chain to the dead. If you ever get a chance yeah. to talk to that guy about anything, take that chance. He's yes. He seemed, they seem like a really like genuine group of people and they're like, they're from New Jersey, correct? Yeah, I've always thought like the scene up there and like how different it is compared to like Texas or Florida, like New Jersey just has like this very, I don't know, like they just have like a certain style to them music taste. I love it. Like I love that scene from up there. I think it's great, you know. They are, they're definitely more creative, I feel like. They have like a lot of like groove, but like, like a lot of good intensity and like stuff to balance it out up there. I, I enjoy a lot of music that comes from up north and that. I mean, versus Texas alone, you know, we have like our own weird fucking craziness down here. <laughs> yeah, I, I grew up in Arkansas, so like I- Oh, wow. I, I know you people. <laughs> <laughs> it's like another country. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh man, oh. yeah. We, uh, we are super stoked that we got to talk to y'all tonight. Thank you so very much for coming on. Um, we have that. reached the point where we have a very important question for both of you. And feel free to take a second before you answer. Zach, would you like to do the honors? You know what, man? I'm going to let you do one this time. I think <laughs> I did the last two, so I'm going to let you drop it on them. All right. We're, this is goes for each of you. Whoever wants to answer first can go. Okay. What is your favorite Black Sabbath album. Oh no! <laughs> I already know my answer. That's sabotage. I don't have to think about that. Sabotage. Oh! oh. I this is your boy up here. Let's go. My What's my that? answer is my answer is going to be worse. I don't know the name of any Black Sabbath albums. <laughs> we got we got two ends of the spectrum right here. This is like oh. that. That's why I'm the movie person. All right. <laughs> Look. Okay. Let me let me do a quick reframe then for you. What is your favorite John Carpenter film? Oh man, Prince of Darkness. Boom! Oh, oh. let's go talk about Solid. it. Found slam dunk right there. <laughs> now Sabotage is my favorite as well. So. Yeah. Oh man, there's nothing that compares to The Rit. I mean, that whole album was just like an emotional fucking, like, it was just great. It had like such an impact on me. And then with Megalomania, Jesus Christ, I don't care how long that fucking song is. I could, that could be like the last song of my life. I can hear it every day. <laughs> it's just. We, I think we've talked about that, hadn't we, before, Zach, that, that Megalomania is like a 10 minute song that feels like it's like three or four minutes long because right. it just, they fit together so well that you, you don't feel like you've been listening to it as long. But for me, like, Hole in the Sky is one of the most oh, amazing yes. fucking opening riffs I think I've ever heard on a record because it's so catchy and it's so heavy and it's so like swaggery at the same yes. time too, you know? It, that album compared to the other albums that they released, it just seems like something was more creatively done with it. Like I, I can't explain it. I mean, you list, like you go through like the discography of like, you know, their first Sabbath album that came out and then towards that one, I believe that might've been the last one with Ozzy, correct? With Sabotage or was there something else? There are some people who would like to think that that was the last one. Technical Ecstasy was the other one, wasn't it? Technical Ecstasy oh. and then Never Say Die. Yeah. Oh, that it, one. Jesus, yeah. I forgot about Never <laughs> Say Die. Good Lord. Yeah, Technical Ecstasy. I only like the one song that um, 
You Can't Change Me. That's probably the only song that I liked off that album. I fucking love that song. <laughs> and like, that's, that's the one I was talking to. Like, I've, I've said this a million times, but everybody's just like, yeah, okay, whatever, dude. Can you imagine Typo Negative covering You Can't Change Me? That would have been dope to fucking hear Peter still I've cover been, that song. It would have been honored to have him cover that. Been thinking that for years. God, I love that. I do love that song, though. So it's really cool to meet somebody else who's into it. Yeah, I mean, lyrically wise, I think that was probably like one of my favorite songs that he did. And it's just weird because it came off a shitty album. And I hate to bash (laughs) on that album, but I did not like anything else except for that song. I was like, oh, okay, I'll add this to the playlist, you know? (laughs) You're not alone. Yeah, no, definitely a sabotage. I can listen to front to back, like all like, you know, beginning to end all that shit. It just even the cover was a trippy cover where they're standing in front of the mirror. I've always wanted to wear that fucking kimono Ozzy was wearing. I'm like, I'm going to find that one day. I'm going to find it and I'm going to wear the shit out of it. (laughs) A solid mission to have, I think. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. We're on the same page, friends. Thank oh you. yeah that's good man because i i mean what would anyone else's like typical answer be though for black sabbath i'm thinking like master reality maybe yeah. that probably pretty, yeah master's a pretty common answer um get heaven and hell every now and then ah yes that one i love dio but i mean that oh man I, yeah heaven and hell is a pretty good one it's kind of hard because it's like ozzy ozzy was the original frontman i love dio but oh man yeah you can't top sabotage i've just i'm sorry you can't <laughs> into the choir all right well th- again thank you guys so much for stopping by um absolute best of luck with purgatory we will thank be you plug the shit out of it i can't wait to watch more episodes uh yeah. marcos thanks for being in the background man we appreciate <laughs> you you're welcome. Oh, you're welcome he says <laughs> yeah thanks well, thanks so much for having us on here for appreciate sure it. thank y'all so much absolutely death comes lifting can ever do for you or with you just let us know man yes thank y'all for doing this for us i mean shit this is already more than enough y'all have done for us so we appreciate you thank you so much welcome back anytime thank you so much hell yeah thank you guys have a good night you You too too. thank (laughs) y'all once again awesome it's awesome to talk to people who are awesome they're so cool I feel like I kind of took control tonight, man. I'm sorry about that. I, I, I think that we had a little bit of a volume issue. We did, I think. I don't know. I think my volume was a little was a little weird. It's I think not- that it might have had might have had something to do with the fact that they were like talking through microphones and shit. Like yeah, their a- their professional studio shit was just too much for our meager technology to handle. I think. No, I mean, yeah, definitely. But you did great. Don't feel like you overpowered. Don't apologize. It was awesome. I had totally enjoyed listening to it. I think, uh, I, th- I mean, really, I think we could have talked to them for another hour and a half. I think, I think they're due to have on again. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously super into the shit that they care about. Um, it's always cool to talk to other people who are uh, big connoisseurs of one thing or another and who actually spend their time and their effort trying to share that enthusiasm with people. So, that's all about what we're down with here on the Lips and Riffs podcast. And anybody, any lady especially that thinks Sabotage is the best Sabbath record, I mean, you have a place, <laughs> you have a place in my heart. So shout out. That's yeah, cool as shit, man. I mean, that's, you know, you don't always expect a fucking deep cut like Sabotage to come out, but she hits you with it. Yeah. I mean, respect. This ultimate respect. An ultimate respect for you, my friend. Thanks for hooking that up. That was a shit ton of fun, man. Thank you. Same to you, my dude. Looking forward to next time. Take care of yourself. Wear that mask. Be safe. 
two. We'll I'll talk catch you later. Peace.